This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. You want the latest info. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Who's hurt? Who's injured? Is listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Matchup breakdowns. First game today is too close to call. You need an edge to pound your opposition. Like if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. I have no backup. Fantasy expert Jeff Meller. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. Have it for you. How many leagues are you in? I'm in 12 leagues. Right here. Well, that is just pure fantasy football. On ESPN 1000. Good morning to you on a festive Chicago Marathon Sunday. It is that time of the year. One Sunday during the year when... The runners are out and about making the Chicago land scene not a ghost town on a Sunday morning. And so it always energizes us here in the studio uh, down on State Street. State Street Studio here on ESPN Chicago. I am Jeff Meller here with Fantasy Football Frenzy every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. Up until 9, right before Fred Hubner takes over and gets you set for all things Bears normally. But since it's a Bears bye week... Freddie will have lots of NFL conversation, lots of MLB playoffs, I'm sure, coming up after me. But if you have a fantasy football question, 312-332-3776, that's how you jump on in. Give me your dilemma, and I will help you sort through maybe the wreckage, maybe just a sweet, sweet roster crunch that you have and uh, you have too many good players i will help you figure out who to start today again 312-332-3776 or hit me up on twitter i'm at jeff underscore meller that's m-e-l-l-e-r as week five is upon us here in the nfl season and uh again i the caveat as long as you're a sane person we are a quarter of the way through the nfl year for fantasy purposes because if you're not a sane person You're playing in week 17, and the math doesn't make sense. But again, week five, we're through four weeks, a quarter of the way through your fantasy football season, so it's time to take a hard look at what you're doing in your roster because now there's not a whole lot of time to make up the ground that you've lost early on. So again, fantasy football frenzy. If you're new to us, what we do, kind of a... Kind of a Notes version of what you need to know as your fantasy football lineup uh, time is due. And I will run through some of the key injuries in today's games, let you know who, what we know about them, who is playing, who is out, and who is questionable. And uh, then I will take your phone calls and answer your questions. Again, Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on ESPN 1000. Packers at Lions. Snap to Rodgers under a blitz. Rodgers tight pocket steps up, throws a left, got Devontae inside the 10, head fake, cuts left to the 5, reaches pylon, and touchdown! Oh, what a play by Devontae Adams! Matthews got it on second down. Logan throws right side, wants Marvin Jones, got him. Jones had to turn around to catch it, and he's gone! Jones 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown Detroit Lions! Stafford to Marvin Jones, who was locked up with Josh Hawkins, came out of there with a football, spun around, and had nothing but turf in front of him, 73 yards. A couple of key receivers in the NFC North tilt today as the Packers head to Ford Field and visit the Lions. Of course, we know about Aaron Rodgers' bulky knee because the Bears obviously gave that to him. But good news for Aaron Rodgers' owners. Aaron Rodgers has officially been removed from the injury report so 
seems like that treatment program he's been on for the knee has been working, and he he hasn't been his normal mobile Aaron Rodgers self out there if you've watched the past few games, but it does seem like he's getting a little bit better out there. So, you know, that mobility is key for him. But the, the reason I play that highlight is the Devontae Adams angle because Devontae Adams has been dealing with his own issues, and there was some concern as we headed into today's matchup that he would not be available but per Adam Schefter the calf injury that put him on the injury report will not keep him from playing so Devontae Adams is out there and that is critical because we do know that Randall Cobb will not be available and even though it's not official yet all thing all signs are pointing to Geronimo Allison not being available as well as he's in concussion protocol so a couple of Rodgers' key receivers are not going to be out there today for the Packers, which means you'd have to imagine Jimmy Graham should see an increase in targets. I would say somebody like Ty Montgomery, the pass-catching back for the former wide receiver, could see an increased role as well. So perhaps in deeper leagues, Ty Montgomery somebody you might want to consider using, especially in the PPR formats, could be a viable flex for you today with so many key receivers either banged up or out for Aaron Rodgers. And uh, I will delve deeper into the idea of Aaron Rodgers and exactly what a top-rate fantasy quarterback is coming up in about 25 minutes from now now in five things I know. But that's a little little teaser for you. You also heard the Marvin Jones highlight. He was added to the injury report on Friday with an ankle injury, but he's expected to go as well. Obviously, I always give the caveat, make sure that you're checking the inactives as they roll in around 1030 today, just to ensure that you have all the latest information. But if you're a Marvin Jones owner, somebody he's he's somebody you may be able to use because he's expected to be active today. Jaguars at Chiefs. The give to Fournette. He's got some room to the 30. 35 for Leonard Fournette into the open field. Leonard Fournette is in the secondary. Leonard Fournette is going to go the distance. Leonard Fournette just answered for the Jaguars. He went 75 yards. Watkins inside the five. Watkins to the end zone. And you can add another name to the list. That is his first receiving touchdown. All right, so we have the Jacksonville Jaguars heading to Arrowhead Stadium to take on the Kansas City Chiefs today. And you heard there Leonard Fournette, of course. The highlights have been few and far between this season. That long touchdown run has not been something his owners have been able to gain from him this year. The hamstring injury that limited him and then eventually caused him to miss a game or two. Well, it's back and he's going to miss another few weeks and this is obviously very discouraging tj yeldon looks to see the majority of the carries with fournette out what do you do if you're a leonard fournette owner and obviously you don't have tj yeldon well i don't know if you can look to trade him right now the truth is he doesn't have a whole lot of value on the trade market you may have somebody who's a shrewd owner who's looking to come in there and scoop him up and buy low but what do you really gain as the fournette owner really depends on your running back situation if you have nothing available and it's possible at this stage in the in the fantasy football season and the way the league has become such a pass heavy league you may be in need of some type of production i'll say go ahead then and shop him around but 
I would be looking to hold right now because the reality is moving Leonard Fournette right now, you're probably not going to find a whole lot of owners out there who are jumping up and down to move him. Also, Sammy Watkins. There's optimism that Sammy Watkins will play today. And with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, I know a lot of people are trying to get any piece of the Kansas City Chiefs offense. I will say because Watkins is dealing with an injury and because the Jacksonville Jaguars are such a stout defense, I would be looking elsewhere today if I'm a Watkins owner. And I will say this, if you're a Patrick Mahomes owner and you have been riding the high that you've been on with him at quarterback Today against the Jaguars is a week where if you have another alternative, perhaps a Jared Goff or a Matt Ryan uh, against that sieve that is the Steelers secondary, I would say go ahead and I will give you permission. There are some alternatives out there where I would be sitting Pat Mahomes this week against a very tough Jaguars secondary. Vikings at Eagles. He goes to Dalvin. He goes to the end zone. Touchdown, Vikings! Ah, uh, Dalvin Cook is not expected to play today, which means Latavius Murray will be, in all likelihood, the featured back for the Vikings. And I don't think you want a whole lot of that. I know, of course, that running back is... It's just so tough in this day and age with the to find a viable second running back. So... Latavius Murray, obviously, with the workload he may see, might be an intriguing option. But at Philadelphia against the Eagles, that's not a super enticing matchup. So, obviously, you're a cook owner. You can't use him today. If you have Latavius Murray as the only person to turn to, okay. But the truth is, Latavius Murray is not somebody I'm seeking out and not excited to play. The Vikings O-line has had its fair share of issues this year. Now, Kirk Cousins has been able to make do just fine in the passing game with Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs, but the running game is a whole nother matter. So if you're a Cook owner, a Latavius Murray owner, I would say try and find another solution today with uh, the Eagles' top defense on the Vikings agenda. Rams at Seahawks. Russell takes a high snap, hands it off. Chris Carson pounds his way in. Touchdown! Seahawks! Carson from five yards out, and unless you built a wall right in front of him, and even that probably wasn't going to stop him. All right, so Chris Carson and the Rams, I'm sorry, Chris Carson and the Seahawks host the Rams today, and Chris Carson was a nightmare last week because he had the questionable designation, and this is where you get into a tricky situation as a fantasy football owner because The questionable status is just that. It's questionable, but lots of times you'll see questionable players play. This is where, though, when they have the late game and you have a decent alternative, you have to truly consider going with that alternative because you never know if you don't have the backup in his place. You never know when you're going to be left holding the bag and get a big fat zero in your fantasy football lineup. So Chris Carson looks like he will return today. Previously week, he had 32 carries and over 100 yards and so he and a touchdown. So he's somebody who, if the workload's there, you're going to want to plug him in and play. I would say hopefully you were able to secure the services of Mike Davis, who proved that he was a 
pretty solid fantasy producer last week as well. 24 carries over 100 yards for him in a touchdown. So it seems like that Seattle running game is getting going. But of course, against the Rams, you do have to be concerned that the Rams put up a big number early and the Seahawks are in chase mode and they abandon the run game. The Carson Davis dynamic today is one I'm staying away from, but I think what you have here is a good opportunity, hopefully with Carson active today, to see just how Pete Carroll plays it with his two running backs. Truth is, the Seahawks like to find a featured running back and go with him. They like to ride him. You saw that with Carson a couple weeks ago with 32 carries. You saw that last week with Davis with 24 carries. It's one of the few backfields in football where if they find a guy who's going well, they will feed him the ball. So this week with both Carson and Davis expected to be active, it's something to keep your eye on, especially against the Rams. If they keep it within a couple scores, it'll be good to see just how... Carroll wants to work his two running backs now that he seems to have an alternative to just Carson. Falcons at Steelers. Ryan tosses Freeman trying to find the spot. Touchdown Atlanta. He waited ever so slightly and then just punched it upfield. Took a big shot from Ansa as he broke the goal line for Devontae Freeman's fourth rushing score of the year. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy here on ESPN 1000. I'm Jeff Meller, and the good news is Devontae Freeman will return today for the Atlanta Falcons against the Pittsburgh Steelers at Heinz Field. That is a breath of fresh air for the Devontae Freeman owners out there because he was pretty much a third-round pick universally, and so you're going to need him going forward. I will say, if he has a solid game this week, I'd be looking to move him. He's dealing with a knee injury that may not be right all season, bone on bone. It's something that can crop up all year long. So if Devontae Freeman is productive today against a bad Steelers defense, I'm telling you now, look to deal him this week and find a maybe someone who doesn't have quite as much upside, but someone who you can feel you'll be able to rely on just a bit more as the season goes on because I don't know exactly what you're going to be able to count on from Devontae Freeman all year. This, of course, means that Tevin Coleman's workload will be decreased significantly. Generally, he's more of a 10 to 12 touch type player when Freeman's in the lineup. So Devin, Kel- Devin I'm sorry, Tevin Coleman is somebody that uh, you're probably going to want to stare away from unless you uh, really have no other options at the flex spot. Cardinals at 49ers. Garoppolo under center. And he will turn and feed Breida again, this time to the right. Breida breaks past the line, 40. Breida cuts back middle, 50. Running across the field to the 40. Down the near side, 30. Playing Garcon for a block, 20. Breida, 10. Breida cuts back, and he's gone. Touchdown, 49ers. Matt Breida is somebody who was, if you drafted him late or you picked him up after that first week, you've been fairly happy with the production he's given you he was on the he is on the injury report with the shoulder is listed as questionable this week which is odd because he of course had the shoulder injury in the preseason then that was removed then he suffered a knee injury that looked like if you look if you watched the play seemed like it was very serious and could have been an ACL it was not and he was able to play but I think the bigger concern is with C.J. Beathard now under center and also quite a few injuries on the San Francisco 49ers line 
that they're dealing with. Joe Staley may not play their first-round pick. Mike McGlinchey is dealing with an injury of his own. It, Matt Breida is somebody who I would stay away from at this point, even if he is active today. Dolphins at Bengals. On first down, here's a pitch to the left. Dixon down to the five. Fighting for the goal line. Touchdown, Bengals. As Mixon takes it the final 11 yards and begins a dance in the back of the end zone. Uh, Joe Mixon uh, will return to Paul Brown Stadium today in Cincinnati as the Bengals host the Miami Dolphins. And that is somebody who I am plugging into my lineup immediately because Giovanni Bernard, his backup, who was fairly productive in his in Mixon's absence, is out today himself, dealing with an MCL sprain, expected to miss two to four weeks. So Gio Bernard out, enter Joe Mixon into the Bengals backfield and enter Joe Mixon into your fantasy football lineup. Cowboys at Texans. Two receivers right. Will Fuller short side left. Now Miller in motion. Watson takes the snap. Got a bit of time now. Steps out to the right. Throws. End zone. Caught. Touchdown, Houston. Will Fuller with the TD catch. And the Texans take the lead. Good news for Will Fuller owners out there as it is. it seems likely dealing with a hamstring injury that he will play today. But, again, the caveat, that is the nighttime affair. So, Sunday Night Football, the Texans and Cowboys, the Battle of Texas. Well, what do you do there if you're a Will Fuller owner? I would say I'm probably playing it safe if I have no other alternatives. If you've got somebody on the Saints or Redskins in the Monday Nighter that you can plug in, in case Fuller's not a, in case Fuller's not a go, perhaps maybe a, a Jamison Crowder just as a, you know, a last-ditch effort. He's somebody you might be able to plug in in case Fuller is not able to go. But again, early word from both Schefter and Ian Rappaport is that Will Fuller is expected to be available today as long as all goes well in pregame. And in terms of Kiki Cutie, he was a hot waiver wire addition this week, especially in PPR formats. Had a big game for the Texans last week, 10 catches. But he's also dealing with a hamstring injury of his own. And the reports are not as optimistic as they are regarding Will Fuller. He is a true game time decision. Again, with the Sunday night, you know, the late affair for owners out there, probably somebody I'm going to shy away from unless you're absolutely desperate. Will Fuller a little bit more, a little probably worth the risk a little bit more, whereas Kiki Cutie, the unproven nature of him, somebody I'm shying away from. Redskins at Saints. Breeze handing it off, and look at the hole for Ingram. Up to the 40, 45, 50, foot race down the far sideline, 30, down to the 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Saints. Welcome back, Mark Ingram. Will we be saying that tomorrow night as the Saints host the Redskins on Monday Night Football on ESPN? Mark Ingram returns from his four-game suspension, and... Chances are you can probably find room for Mark Ingram in your lineup. Generally, he has been the the goal line back when the in his career with the Saints. Although it's it's not a complete you know just plug him in whenever he gets to the goal line. It's not that's not the way Sean Payton works exclusively. But generally, Ingram can find himself a few goal line carries when the Saints get near. 
But what does that mean for Elvin Kamara's value? The top-scoring running back in all of fantasy football, Elvin Kamara, has been an absolute dynamo for you. And he, I will say, as I mentioned his name, encouraging news because I know he was on the injury report with a knee injury. He has been completely removed from the knee from the injury report. So Elvin Kamara will be a go tomorrow on Monday Night Football. But what do you do? You, you start him. There's no question about it. And you do have to be concerned that he's not going to see the 25 touches he's been seeing without Mark Ingram in the lineup. But if you're a Mark Ingram owner... That Saints offense, you want a part of it, so plug him in as your RB2 or your flex. No fear, because the Saints offense is just that good. It's something you want a piece of if you can get it. All right, Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on ESPN 1000. I am Jeff Meller. Again, tweet at me at Jeff underscore Meller, or give us a call, 312-332-3776. Full full lines right now, so let's go ahead and service the customers. Let's try my man, Tom in Bridgeports. Tom, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? Excellent, Tom. I need a, two of these three. I need a Tyree Kill, Kenny Galladay, or Philip Lindsay. All right. He's got a win in Kansas City, so that's what I'm wondering. You sure, know? sure. All great options, Tom. I'll say, look, I've been convinced. Kenny Galladay, it's only a matter of time until he is an elite wide receiver in fantasy football. He's he's creeping up the list each week for me. And with Stafford throwing him the ball, really the only thing that gets in Kennedy Yalladay's way is that both Golden Tate and Marvin Jones are excellent receivers themselves. But in my mind, Tate is the possession receiver and Kenny Galladay is the true guy who Stafford's looking for in the uh, when they get near the goal line. Keep him in the lineup. And then Lindsey versus Hill. Look, I personally, I know it's a tough matchup against the Jaguars. But I cannot take Tyreek Hill out of my lineup, not for Philip Lindsay. I might be wrong, Tom, but I personally, I'm never benching Tyreek Hill, even against the Jaguars, even against Jalen Ramsey. Okay, thank you. Good luck, Tom. All right, Tom drops off. That leaves the line open for you at 312-332-3776. That's how Matt in St. Louis got in. He's got a Mark Ingram question. What's up, Matt? Hey, Jeff. I need a little help with my um, flex position. The All right. PPR league. I've got Mark Ingram, who you mentioned is almost a must-play. And then I've got uh, pretty two other good options. I've got Chris Thompson, the receiving back from uh, the Redskins. Mm-hmm. And I've got Alshon Jeffries. I'm a little worried about Alshon Jeffries' matchup against Philadelphia, so I'm kind of veering off him. What do you think? Yeah, the, the Eagles, of course, taking on the Vikings. And that is a tough – that is – well, coming into the season, that was thought of as a tough defense. But they've obviously had their fair share of issues without Everson Griffin. Their pass rush isn't nearly as – It's just not the same. I would say I personally, I'm playing Elshon Jeffrey. I like Mark Ingram, but in the PPR format, I generally, if if he's not an elite pass catching back, I I, I tend to lean towards the receivers, especially a guy who is really the number one option for Carson Wentz in Philadelphia. I understand a bit of the reluctance, but I don't want to put Mark Ingram in this first week when Elshon Jeffrey's there for me and available. Okay, sounds good. All right, good luck, Matt. All right. Again, Matt drops off. That leaves a line open for you at 312-332-3776. Fantasy Football Frenzy with you every Sunday morning. I'm Jeff Mella, your host. And when we come back, I let you know five things Meller knows. One of them, I'm going to ask you to rethink what you envision as a top 10 fantasy quarterback. That's next right here on ESPN 1000. 
This is Fantasy Football Friends. It's time now for Five Things Meller Knows. Every Sunday morning, helping you wake up and set your fantasy football lineup. I'm Jeff Meller on ESPN 1000. Fantasy Football Frenzy here till 9 o'clock. Fred Hubner up next with Chicago's Game Day. He'll be talking a lot of uh, NFL and MLB playoffs up next. After me here, again, uh, 312-332-3776. If you've got a question, phone lines are jammed right now, but I'll try and get to as many as possible. But before then, quickly, five things that I know. Five things Meller knows. Number one, recalibrate. I know that you need to recalibrate the meaning of what a top quarterback in fantasy football is. The influx of the spread option and the throwing nature across the NFL right now at the quarter point has led to around across the league 3,030 points. That's the most through week four in NFL history. It's also led to 344 touchdowns, the most through week four in NFL history, and also 228 passing touchdowns, and that's the key, passing touchdowns. 228, the most through week four in NFL history. It's just so easy to pass right now in the NFL, and I don't think it's going away. The NFL likes its pinball scoring. Viewers love it. What you need to recognize, though, is that what you may have thought of as a great fantasy performance years ago is not equal to what it is today. It is far easier to throw for 300 yards, and throw for three touchdowns in a game quarterbacks with uh offensive coordinators with the spread option look you'll see a lot of jet sweeps where the i mean mitchell trubisky's done it did it last week patrick mahomes has done it a few times where the forward flip on the jet sweep it accounts for a passing touchdown it's actually a run but it's a it goes in the books as a passing touchdown that's changing the way you need to think about fantasy football and what i, I guess the point being that if you're not getting elite production from your fantasy quarterback, go. You got to go compare it to the rest of the league because it's just it's not the same. Your quarterback who throws for, for maybe if he ends up with four thousand yards and twenty five touchdowns, I'm telling you now, you look at it on paper and you'd be like, that's a great year. It's not in comparison to the rest of the quarterbacks around around the NFL. Five things Miller knows. I know that Lamar Miller owners are finally going to be relieved of their headache this week. There is pessimism surrounding Lamar Miller starting tonight, and that's all you need to know about putting him in your lineup. You can finally just move on. I think Alfred Blue is probably worth a stash because Lamar Miller has been frustrating owners out there all year long, and the Houston Texans offensive line is a mess. So Lamar Miller, owners, no fear. Relief is finally upon you. The headache is over this week. Five things Meller knows. I know that Le'Veon Bell is somebody that you want to trade for. If you're in a position where you're 3-1, and 4-0, make the move now. And Assuming, of course, that the Le'Veon Bell owner is somebody who's struggling maybe at 2-2, two 1-3 and two, one and, and looking to add some production. If you're in a good position in fantasy football, go out and make the offer now for Le'Veon Bell because... As you heard earlier this week, he is planning on returning week seven during the Steelers' bye, which means he'll be available uh, during week eight. You want Le'Veon Bell on your team if you can make that possible. Five things Meller knows. I know 
that Ronald Jones is somebody who's worth a pickup. The Bucks on by this week, and so he may not have popped up as a top waiver wire ad this week. He's somebody you can, if you can go scoop him up right now uh, off of your free agent list, do it because Ronald Jones, I think, is finally going to usurp Peyton Barber next week when the Bucks return from their buy. So go ahead and scoop up Ronald Jones. I know he's worth the investment as as a third or fourth running back back option who may be able to turn into an RB2 for you down the road. Five things Meller knows. And finally, I know that the Detroit Lions eventually will figure it out and feed Carrion Johnson. I don't know if it's going to be this week, but I do think it's only a matter of time. Carrion Johnson will see around 20 touches a game. He's clearly the best back in their backfield. They cannot continue to give LeGarrette Blunt carries when Carrion Johnson is so clearly their best running back. So I know that eventually the Detroit Lions will figure it out. All right, those are five things I know. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on ESPN 1000. Let's head on out to Tinley Park. What's up, John? How's it going? Good, man. Got a quarterback dilemma, young man. All right, fire away. I got Philip Rivers or Drew Brees? Yeah, this one for me is pretty easy. I, I locked Drew Brees into my lineup week in and week out without question. I know, look, the, they're at home. The Redskins' D is a little bit tougher. Of course, the Oakland Raiders, you always want to pick on that secondary if you can. Who That's who Philip Rivers has this week. But for me, I don't get cute. Drew Brees, lock him in the lineup, John. Yeah, but last week if I would have had Rivers in, I would have been undefeated right now. I understand, but that's exactly why you don't you don't ping pong back and forth. Lock in Drew Brees. Some weeks there'll be a few down weeks where maybe he doesn't throw a touchdown pass like last week. But I tell you what, John, week in and week out, you will be happy with Drew Brees' production if you go All ahead right. and just lock I him in. Appreciate it. Thank no you. problem. I appreciate you Bye. calling, John. Thanks for waking up with us here on ESPN One Thousand. Let's try Jim in Bloomingdale with a PPR question. Hello, Jim. Good morning. Uh, I got a flex dilemma. Do I go with Freeman or mm-hmm. do I go with Cooper Cup? All right. In the PPR format, I'm playing Cooper Cup. I've said this quite a bit this year. The yes. Los Angeles Rams offense, it's clearly head and shoulders above everybody in the league. I love I love what Sean McVay does, the play designs. They're just, look, Jared Goff is throwing to open receivers ad nauseum. And Cooper Cup in the PPR format, lock him in. Devontae Freeman, I mentioned it earlier. I'm, I'm concerned about the knee issue for the remainder of the season. He'll be back today. I know the Steelers' defense is terrible, but Freeman's not somebody I want to bet on right now. Actually, in fact, I said I would move Freeman if he has a solid game today, if you can find any takers throughout your league. Plug in Cooper Cup today. The PPR format makes it a no-brainer. Joe in Aurora, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, how you doing? Got a running back question. Need two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't laugh. My wide receivers are stacked. Okay. Uh, Chris Thompson, Adrian Peterson, Chris Carson, uh, Collins, or Clement, which I, I don't know if he's even going to play. Yeah, let's uh, cross Clement off pretty easily. Look, in the PPR formats, uh, it may not be – some people might not think this the ideal situation, but I actually would go ahead and start both – of your Redskins running backs. I'd, I'd play Adrian Peterson because he looks like he is their featured back at this point. He's going to receive 18 to 20 touches, and they're going to want to try and keep the Saints offense off the field. But Chris Thompson is, in all reality, he's 
he's basically their second receiving option after Jordan Reed. So I like Chris Thompson in the PPR format, Joe. And uh, because uh, honestly, Chris Carson, I don't like the Seahawks outlook against the Rams this week. And Alex Collins, he's he's been look, he's disappointing to me. The Ravens are not somebody I want, like that offense. I don't love any options in the Ravens offense. And so Alex Collins is somebody I'm not excited about playing. Awesome. That's exactly how I have it right now. All right. We're we're in lockstep right. there, Joe. Let's try my man John in Naperville. What's up, John? We'll maybe we'll come back to John in a little bit. We'll check on him. Let's try Eddie on the south side. What's up, Eddie? Hey, good morning, Jeff. I have a wide receiver question, PPR. I need two out of the four. D.D. Westbrook, Antonio Callaway, Demarius Thomas, or Larry Fitzgerald. All right. So in the PPR formats, I know it's it it, it, it doesn't. Uh, let's 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 take Antonio Callaway out. He's been dealing with some drops. He gets open deep, but I don't think I don't think that's necessarily Baker Mayfield's best option throwing the deep ball. And so until I see that consistently with Mayfield and Callaway, I'm shying away from Callaway a little bit. And then it leaves us down to uh, Dee Westbrook, Larry Fitzgerald, and Demarius Thomas. And I personally, I'm going to go ahead and play Westbrook and Fitzgerald. Demarius Thomas, I've just, you know, these days, I'm not in love with him. And, you know, Case Keenum throwing him the ball isn't great either. So that's, uh, there's the answer for Eddie. This is ESPN 1000. I'm Jeff Meller, Fantasy Football Frenzy. Coming up next, again, don't forget, Fred Hubner's got you uh, covered with all the NFL action and MLB playoffs right here on ESPN 1000. But when we come back, it's everyone's favorite time of the week when we go over the buys. That's right, the buys. There's a, uh, you know what, I got a hint for you. If you're in Chicago, you're going to want to listen to this. I'm Jeff Meller right here on ESPN 1000. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. This is your Fantasy Football Bye Week Reminder. Bye Weeks. Tonto Nagurski didn't get no Bye Weeks. And now he's dead. Well, maybe they're good. Bye, bye, bye. The following teams are not playing this week. The Chicago Bears. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Thank you. PSA. If you've left any players from those teams in your lineup for the previous week, get them out of your starting lineup now. The following has been a public service announcement from Fantasy Football Frenzy, exclusively on ESPN 1000. See, I told you, if you're in Chicago, you wanted to stay because, of course, if you're unaware, the Bears are on by this week. I know, I know. You're listening to Fantasy Football Frenzy. You're aware the Bears are on by, but I had to keep you through the break. Sorry. All right, so the Bears and Bucks are both off this week, so get all of your Bears and Bucks out of your lineup. The, I always offer two. The little reminder, don't forget to check your kickers because sometimes that's the one that uh, people just ignore. And obviously, if you're a Cody Parkey owner, get him out of your lineup. This is Fantasy Football Frenzy. It, of course, doubles as Fantasy Football Frenzy. If you have Eden Hazard in your fantasy lineup, good news. He has netted his seventh goal on the Premier League season. So uh, 32 minutes in, Chelsea up 1-0 on Southampton. So... Big scores by uh, Arsenal as well as they uh, put five on uh, Fulham earlier today. 5-1. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang 
with a couple goals and an assist. Again, fantasy football frenzy here for you every Sunday morning at ESPN 1000. I know, I know. I indulge myself. All right, let's hit the phone calls. Let's try Tyler in Chicago has a PPR question. What's up, Tyler? Hey, what's going on, Noah? Not uh, much. Good question. I have Delvin uh, Cook. Obviously, he's not going to play, so I'm going to need a, a running back. I need J.D. McCoy or Bilal Paul. Is what I put in. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Look, I know, yeah, I know the uh, Bills' offense is a mess, but like McCoy's talent is just w- when you're talking about McCoy versus someone like Bilal Powell, who is not even the featured back on his own team. He's dealing with Isaiah Crowell. For me, it's not and and PPR. You said McCoy is generally involved in the passing game. I know the Bills' offense is a mess. I know Josh Allen doesn't instill any type of confidence, but. As a fantasy football player, this is where week in and week out you got to bet on the talent. Go with LaShawn McCoy. Eventually, I think more times than not, uh, you know, probably 12, 13 out of 16 times during the year, you're going to be happier that you played McCoy over Powell and just trying to guess the weeks that Powell is better than McCoy is going to just drive you crazy. All right, let's uh, try. Is that Marcin or Markin in Displains? What's up, man? Yeah, I got Galilee, Ridley, and Woods. Three wide receivers. I don't know which one to go with. You only need one. No, I need two. Okay, you need two. Ah, phew, because that that makes it uh, a little bit easier. I, I'm going to play Woods because of that Rams offense. Like I've talked about, there's so many points available for the Rams week in and week out. I, I want any receiving option I can get into my lineup. And I talked about it earlier. Galladay for me is the Lions' top threat. Uh, Ridley's been great. Don't get me wrong, but at some point you have to believe. The coverage is going to become a little bit more. They're not going to just completely lock in on Julio Jones if Calvin Ridley keeps making them pay, and that's when Julio Jones is going to explode. I like Galladay and Woods. For me, they're just the better talents right now. Ridley, maybe I'm. I can't get carried away with all the touchdowns right now. Early, I need to see it for a little bit, a little bit more consistently before I start giving him out above. Players like Galladay and Woods. Let's try Mike in Lincoln Park has a PPR dilemma. Hey, Mike. Good morning. I need uh, Derek Henry or Austin Eckler, and then Jordy Nelson or Taiwan Taylor. All right, let's keep Nelson in the lineup above Taylor. And then for me, I'm you know what PPR? I got to go with Eckler. Derek Henry's just not involved right now in the Titans passing game. Deion Lewis is seeing significant run himself in the run game. So if Derrick Henry's not going to break off a long one, I don't know what he offers for you. And truth be told, I don't want to bet on that week in and week out. Dave in Elkhorn, Wisconsin, up in the Cheesehead State. Hey, Dave. Hey, how are you doing this morning, Jeff? Hey, I got a quarterback question. Uh, I've got uh, uh, Rivers and Cousins with Cookout. Do you think that's going to be a high-scoring game? And do you think it's time to sell high on uh, James White with uh, Sony, uh, with uh, Sonny Michelle, uh, and also with uh, Edelman and uh, Josh uh, Gordon in the mix now, too. Yeah, you know what? That's a fair point, Dave. I guess the question is, what can you really get for James White? Like, who? what owner in your league do you feel is going to give you some something that's going to blow you over? You know, if, if you get an offer you really feel good about for James White, for sure, move on from him. I, but in a PPR format... James White has value. He's a, you know, you can plug him in in the RB2 spot and feel pretty safe week in and week out. You, I understand Edelman, Gordon looks good, but the truth is, like, Gordon, I actually wanted to bring this up, but I had too many things I wanted to mention, five things I know. Josh Gordon, what you got from him on Thursday night, I think that's kind of what you're going to see from Josh Gordon. 
What do you have? Two catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown? That's nice. But in reality, that's 11 points in standard fantasy. That's 13 in PPR. You're not really excited about that number. And week in and week out, I don't think Josh Gordon is going to see any type of monster target share with Kronk, with Edelman, with James White. So I would say, you know, James White is not somebody I'm looking to move because I don't think you're going to get any great offer. And then in terms of your QB dilemma, I'm picking Rivers over Cousins this week. So uh, hopefully that works out for you, Dave. Let's try... Peter in Berkeley. PPR question, Peter. Hey, how are you doing today? Good. Uh, I've got uh, Amari Cooper, Kelvin Ridley, and Tyreek Hill, and all three of them have been putting up points. Yeah. Time. No, no, it's it's a good position to be in, Peter. I'm Again, I, Tyreek Hill's so explosive. I don't want to miss that. Tyreek Hill, lock him in your lineup. I can't, there's not too many people out there who are going to have Two receivers to start over Tyreek Hill for me. That, you know, I'm speaking to the masses here, but the reality is that he's just too good. He's too dynamic. You want him in your lineup. Alex in Buffalo Grove. What do you got for me, Alex? Hey, sorry, I need two of the three in a deep keeper league. I've got uh, Greg Swaim, David Njoku, and Sammy Watkins. And you need two of the three? Yeah. Uh, I got a lot of injuries right now. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear you. Okay, so like Swaim right now, like look, that's a that's a bit of a a leap of faith. He 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 looks like he's running as the you know the Cowboys' top tight end option. But and Joku and eh, for me, I, I like what I, I saw last week. We saw a little more production from him with Baker Mayfield under center, and then uh, Sammy Watkins. Again, I, there's optimism that he's going to play today for the Chiefs, and I know it's the Jaguars, but like. That's that's an offense where you have to believe that with when you want to get a piece of that offense. When I'm talking, when it's you know Swaim versus Watkins, Watkins for me and that dynamic offense is somebody you want to play over Swaim, a tight end who really doesn't offer much. We're coming up in the two minute warning. This is the two minute warning, and that'll take us to the two minute warning. All right, we're uh, running out of time here on Fantasy Football Frenzy again. I'm Jeff Meller. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. I will do my best to answer your questions leading up to game time. I also always add, though, if you're going to hit me up on Twitter with a question, make sure you try and do so before like 11 o'clock because after that I can't guarantee I will be able to get to all your answers. All right, Jackie and Schomburg has she needs two. She's got uh, Jordy Nelson, Devin Funches, or Robert Woods. Let's go Nelson and Woods, Jackie. Caesar in Lincoln Park in the PPR format has a problem between LaShawn McCoy, John Brown, and Deion Lewis. And in that situation, I love LaShawn McCoy's talent. But Deion Lewis, for me, is involved enough where I'm going to play Deion Lewis and his offensive situation over LaShawn McCoy. You know, that's a situation where, like, I, you know, that's a little different than the Bilal Powell that we got earlier in the show. Gerald and Hoffman Estates has James Conner, uh, Chris Thompson, Marshawn Lentz, or Joe Mixon needs two. Let's go with Mixon and Lynch, Gerald. They, uh, let's see, John in Naperville, PPR, needs just one. Odell Beckham Jr. or D.D. Westbrook? Come on, John. Is that even a question? Odell Beckham and don't even think twice. Kendall and Crown Point, PPR. Adrian Peterson, Philip Lindsay, or Matt Breida. Kendall, uh, assuming it's just one, let's go AP. If you need two, let's go Peterson Lindsay. Pete in Lockport. 
Needs two of these four in the PPR. Emmanuel Sanders, John Brown, Taj Boyd, or Amari Cooper. Pete, I'm going to say play Amari Cooper and Emmanuel Sanders. Robert in Aurora wraps us up with one. PPR, Alex Collins or Mark Ingram. Roberts, let's go with Mark Ingram in his return and hope that that Saints offense scores a lot of points. That's going to do it for me, folks. Again, Jeff Meller here with you every Sunday morning starting at 8 a.m. Thanks to my man Eric Ostrowski for running the board and answering all your phone calls. Don't go anywhere. Fred Hubner has Chicago's game day up next. Lots of MLB playoffs and NFL slate coming at you right here on ESPN 1000. Yes, sir.